Dutch is a lifelong early adopter and trend discoverer. Chris is a philosopher, engineer, and futurist. Together, they are oddly incorrect. Silence. I got Silence it. Silence is golden. Oh, there you are. <laughs> What's going Good on, morning. man? Good, Good morning. morning, Chris. Good morning. How are you today? Uh, well, I'm actually pretty peppy because I, I did my uh -oh. two-mile walk in uh, 37.4. Wow. Pretty that's good. Pretty, that's pretty damn good. For a fat old man, it's pretty good. Especially, <laughs> especially when you're going up and down hills. I mean, I, I've got a I've got a hill. It's like at the it's right at the midway mark. Not quite at the midway mark, but it's going. I go down it more than I whenever I'm coming up because I mean it's not as uh, strenuous going down. Mm -hmm. Going up that thing, oh man, I'm telling you, it's up, 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 <laughs> up for about two minutes. And I'm like, <gasps> feel like I'm a flatlander again. So anyway, but today I was I was booking it pretty good. I was I was in my I was I was almost on record setting pace and until I blew it. Do you have any end. devices uh, testing your heart rate? No, I don't have anything okay. on the heart. I just I just uh, monitor the pace and, and um, distance. Hmm. I need to do that. I had one that was doing it, but and Rose gave it to me. But the programming or something on it went haywire. It started doing all kinds of weird stuff. So I've, I've shelved it. I guess I need to pull it out and see if it's the battery or something like that. Yeah. No, I have an Apple Watch. And uh, that thing, whenever I, I do a walk, it, I, I track my heart rate, my pace, and everything on it. And my heart rate is actually quite low normally. It's 59. That's the that's 59, that's your, 58. That's your resting? That's my resting. Wow. Yeah. And uh, if I can get it up to 150 or something like that, that's that's where I get, I start palpitating. <laughs> but uh, typically when I just go for a walk, I can get it up to 100 or so. But uh, yeah. No, is, is that on actually On a regular good? walk, yeah. On a regular walk on a flat in Alabama, mm -hmm. flat is, flat, I mean, flat is a pancake. Flat, flat, flat. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it's, that's where I, that's when I was used to, when I used to do the, the 5k training, that's where I do it mm -hmm. here. I'm a little bit on the leery side because 5k training is up and down hills. <laughs> so that's right. I'm, I'm trying to get there, but I'm not, I, it was, um, I don't know if we ever talked about this. So 5k training, I was, I was on the, um, it's not couch to 5k. It's first aid to 5k or something like that. Um, on, and so I use that program. So I get there and there's a transition week, I think is five or six. And all of a sudden you're going from intermittent running to long running, mm. like from you're doing like, you know, you were working up to about seven minute inter, uh, intervals. I think that's right. And then all of a sudden, the next thing you're doing is 10 and 12 only. That's wow. It. 10 minutes here, 10 minutes there. And I went, I freaked out I mm. totally, because I had asthma as a kid. I never ran. I mean, I, when I finally did it, I, I, in fact, I went home to my rebounder back then and did 10 minutes on the rebounder to see if I could live through it. <laughs> and so, okay, I've got a little confidence now because I'm really, I was freaked out. I'm like, I can't, I can't run. 10, I've never run 10 minutes in my entire life. Right. 
So when I yeah, I have I have issues with running too. Although I hear that it's the same, right? Don't you get the same cardio benefit out of walking as you do running? It, yeah, the only thing you're doing really, I think, is your time your time spent. Mm-hmm. Um, because I uh, let's see, this morning was around 300 calories, and I'm like, okay, I do this. I try to do it four times a week, so that's 1,200 calories. That's nearly an entire day that you're taking off. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's good enough for me. So you can uh, eat twice as much. <laughs> no, what I, the, uh, I can, but I'm trying. So I, even, I have to watch this because Rosa, Rosa is like an ice cream fanatic. Mm. <laughs> I haven't had that much. I haven't had as much ice cream in 40 years as I've had in the last eight, nine months. Oh, man. You got to work that ice cream off, man. Yeah, well, that's why, that's why I had to finally start walking. I'm like... I'm not, I can't eat this much ice cream. It's like milk. Milk's the same way. Whole milk. I love that stuff. I yeah. mean, my mom, when I was a kid, said uh, milk was a dollar and twenty-five cents a gallon or something like. That. No, it was dollar dollar fifty gallon, a dollar fifty a gallon. And mom said, "We can't afford you. You get mm. something else. You get anything you want." I found Martinelli's apple cider. Oh yeah, that's the stuff. <laughs> Half a gallon, <laughs> half a gallon at a dollar twenty-five, and I was drinking more of that than I was of milk. <laughs> and mom said, "Okay, go back to the milk. You're too yeah. expensive." <laughs> it's pure sugar, too, isn't it? I mean, well, all that pretty stuff. much. But when you're, let's see, I guess I was somewhere. I know I wasn't driving, so I was probably somewhere around 12, 13 years old. Mm-hmm. And back then, you know, what do you care? You didn't care about calories. I didn't yeah. even know about calories. So, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. That's right. It, it we makes didn't no have Weight Watchers and all this stuff. We didn't go to the restaurants and have calories on the menu. Yeah, yep. nobody cared stuff. about them. Although, you so. know, you know what they say, calories are not the thing, right? It's it's all about, well, there's just so many. See, that's an interesting thing. So like, let's, talk about, let's talk about that for a second because okay. there seems to be this perception. It's just like all of these, all of these things. We, we seem to think that there's a solution. Right, like there's a universal solution to everything. So there's a universal diet that human beings should should take, and that's like the ideal diet, or there's the ideal this or ideal that, right? And there's no, I mean, as far as I can tell, from what I can see, is that everybody has their own propensities, right? Everybody is completely different, so you can't say diet A is going to work for person A and diet B is going to work for person B because they're all complete individuals so all of this stuff is just it's just bullshit right i mean a lot of these diet books and self-improvement books and all this stuff it's well so, so there's no what, there's no I, I, I was with you the diet books are go to your i think the one that i finally kind of settled after watching enough of them is the insulin resistance folks mm-hmm. seem because it's the chemistry how if i understand it right it's if you resist your pancreas is putting out more insulin than you can, than your body can process, it stores your calories as fat. Mm-hmm. So there's something called barrelin. I think that's what it is. That's the thing that and, makes you hungry, right? No, it's, oh, let me see if I've got it. I'm not, no, I don't have it near me. Maybe I'll, maybe next time we talk about this, I'll have a better. It's, but it's, it, there's something, there's two or three things that are that big pharma has kind of like um, oh what I want to say not is there's one called 
metaton or something like that that helps mm-hmm. control the insulin. Yeah. But there's a natural one that's baritone that they used for centuries before that. And I said, okay, well, insulin resistance is creating fat on my body. You know, it's, it's that, that uh, brown fat that you got on your belly, yeah. you know, the, the, that kind of fat. And I said, I've got to do something to get rid of that. And what even cutting down basically didn't ever do anything to it. So I, I, I'm trying that for a month to see what it does. And I've sort of had it for a week. So maybe in two or three weeks, we'll talk about it again to see what it's like. Yeah. Because, I mean, it just seems that there's so many different diets There's so out many there. variables. Well, there's so many so variables, many variables that go yeah. into it. It's, yeah. I mean, um, and we're, yes, we're all looking for a solution. We're all looking to the magic key. Yeah. But I've tried diet. It doesn't seem to make any difference. Even I, I did better when I was drinking beer. For some reason. Well, and here's so, well, the other one is smoking, and that's the one thing I will not try again because it took me so long to get rid of it. So you lost not, you lost weight when you were smoke a smoker? Oh, I maintained weight when I, I was when I was smoking. I was 190 when I was smoking. Wow. 190, 195. Wow. Now I'm uh, I haven't weighed in a couple the last time I weighed is 230, and but that's after I started walking and putting back muscle mass. Mm-hmm. So that rose is teasing me. I said. Muscles heavier than fat. That's just all I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I got an true. explanation for everything. Yeah, I, now, I that, think that's like good. Every time I gain weight, I just say, "Well, I'm building muscle." Yeah, right. I just I'm building muscle because I'm doing my I'm doing my reps every morning. So, <laughs> so what regimen are you on at the moment? Walking and what? Um, and uh, I have I'm doing like. Have you heard of the uh, push pull legs regimen? Uh-uh. It's uh, I think I saw it on I forget where I saw it, but it's uh, one day do push exercises. So like uh, um, what's the one he was like? He had like three exercises and they all had to do like a forty five degree angle on your bench and then just dumbbell or barbell push up. Mm-hmm. So what is that like a like a dead not a deadlift kind of thing? What is it like a you know, when you're, when you're lying on your back and you're doing, right. and you're lifting and, and so do that on one day. And then the next day do pull exercises. So things like re- bent over rows and stuff like that, where you're pulling. Oh. And then on the third day, do leg exercises like squats and stuff like that. And then on the fourth day, just rest. And he said, this was sort of, sort of scientifically proven to be oh, the yeah, best way are. to blah, blah, blah. Right. Yeah. Cause they all are right. <laughs> At some point. You know, it, this this is a good one where there, there is a study that proves anything that you want to do. That's right. It's true. You just got to find the study. That's right. Because it'll, it'll right. back up whatever you want to do. That's right. That's, That's what you have to do. You have to find the study that backs up what you want to do and ignore everything else. Correct. And then write a paper on that or write a book on that. Blog or something and on that. Boom. And you get a PR. Success. Get one of those PR mavens that will put you in front of a ton of people. And if it, re- once again, if it resonates, there you go. If it's, even if it's fake, phony, and false, like the guy fake. next 22 oh, says. Oh, man. I swear, <laughs> he loves that phrase. I'm like, I'm waiting for a t shirt to come out fake, phony, and false. Or, uh, that, or the other one is it tells you everything you need to know. I mean, <laughs> Everything you need to this know. This guy yeah. is such an optimist. I, I I love it. It's like it's it, I, you get this jazz of optimism after you know. It's kind of like 
but it's kind of like a car it's kind of like cardio workouts because it's kind of like it doesn't last it's like i'm jazzed up when i'm listening but then afterwards i'm like uh, uh well that's your na- that's your natural black pill of <laughs> a mentality that you're, you're fighting against but i'm so. i'm an optimist i'm typically oh, an yeah. optimist i'm typically an optimist typically, so i don't know why yeah. i'm thinking i don't know why i'm thinking so so negatively about all this i don't know well just... do you want let's go let's go into that we did enough mm-hmm. of my cycle analysis let's go into the chris <laughs> the chris thing because you know you, you it's know, like are you seeing a preponderance of evidence that tells me or tells you that we're gonna win Oh, uh, silence! No, 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 no. So this is one one of the things when we were when I was doing OD. One of the guys that, that I did OD, his his thing is, what does victory look like? Mm-hmm. So what when you say win, what what is what's a win look like? And this this goes kind of like um like um uh, what am I going to um, black belt uh, six sigma. Is mm-hmm. what what are you what are you really trying to do? Yeah. So what what does win mean to you? It means that they get off your back and quit this woke crap, and we can go back to being ourselves. That's a win to me. Yeah. Are we going to get that? I think I think we will. Okay. Will it take a while? Yes, because culture culture is when you're doing a culture war, you're you're dealing with the sub the superstructure. This is this is Marxian. You're going here. so and I, there's some things I like about Marx and the one the superstructure thing. I really like that because that's how you change downstream. It's the you, you and I would probably think of it more as paradigmatic, but it's the it's a, basically the same thing. Marx just puts the power and the the oppressor and the oppressor in it. So mm-hmm. and I, it's been a long time since I've taught that. I've never read him. I need to get. I think I've got it downloaded, but I, who, who the hell wants to listen that much? I mean, I, yeah. <laughs> I've got it. I finally got, um, I found my iPod that has uh, Alexander Solzhenikin's. Um, oh, the Gulag uh, Archipelago? The, the Gulag And I'm, when I was driving, when I was driving here, that's what I was listening to coming from Texas to California. And I, was, I said, well, yeah, I need to know what in the hell I'm going to into. That's right. So. You're coming into the Gulag. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, there's a really interesting talk. I'm going to send this to you. Uh, that Peter Thiel. Mm-hmm. Peter Thiel is he's a funny guy. I like him. I like him a lot. I, I, I he's a libertarian too, by the way. Right. And uh, he's also a Trump supporter. So you saw him yeah. promoting. And he had this really interesting talk on why California is the way it is. Oh and yeah, I'm, I'm going to yeah. Please send and, me that. And he he it was very interesting. He drew parallels to oil like states that were like flush with money Uh on on oil we're flush with money on tech and that's what being flush with money on tech is causing a lot of the problems that we have you know things like homelessness and and and, you know crime and all this stuff is because there's just all this embezzlement and corruption going on because all the money flowing around Right. And it's a really interesting talk. I'll send that to you and I'll put a link in the show notes so anyone else who's listening can can check it out too. But it was like 10 minutes. I think it was like a 10 minute talk at like the National Conservative Summit or something like that. So now he's out there actually talking at conservative summits and all that stuff. So, but it's really interesting. It's like he kind of does that on a periodic basis. Yeah. Do you think he's he's right? I mean, it's because we have too much, is there just too much money sloshing around? So, money money does corrupt 
and yeah. and, it, and a lot of times I don't really think it's really corruption in person. I think of corruption as bribery mm. more so than anything else. Okay, I'm going to let a contract to you, um, and I guess that could be bribery. Certainly, certainly the the way back in what 70s or 80s when the United States was like. We don't bribe. We don't bribe. It's again. Uh, what was this? Amfram or Amfram? Arfram. Mm-hmm. This is a this is a sting operation back when the FBI FBI was going after the power elite. Uh, that they got the the congressmen and senators on camera taking money from one of their plants uh, about corruption, and they mm. were you know I don't know if they were boat selling or what they were doing. I forgot. Mm. but that that was that's the way i think about it is the americans like we are too ethical to do robbery mm. i'm like are you kidding me that's the way the rest <laughs> of the world works it's like a common currency you gotta grease the we yeah. know that it's we're we're picky and choosy about it so premium is bribery right yep it's bribery. It's, it's to get you there. It's to get your foot in the door. It's a it's a well known persuasive tactic. Get your foot in the door, and then you can try it on. And if you like it, then you then they try to sell you. Yep. There's another one um, tactic where they will give you the car for the night so that you will get used to and, mm-hmm. and your your psychological thing of being an owner kicks in. So mm-hmm. you have the car for the weekend. And then everybody's what happens is everybody notices you're driving. Oh, you got a new car. And it's kind of like peer pressure yep. to keep the car because you don't want to tell your friends, no, it wasn't the right car for me. Who does that? I don't know if anybody <laughs> does that. <laughs> anyway. Well, we did that once uh, we were at a rug store and uh, the, the rug was ridiculously expensive. It was like a $12,000 right. rug. And he said, oh, take it home and put it in your living room. Oh, yeah. And it's like we did. And then my wife's like, oh, my God, I'm too freaked out about this rug. Take it back. <laughs> I can't I, can't, I don't want to spill anything on it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's, it's, it's funny how the mind does that. So, so you, let's see, way back in the 70s, um, I was, when I had the hardware store, I was going to market in Dallas. And mom said, I want you to go by this place and, and look at a watch for your father. And this is when they were still married. And so I go in there and I ask for the watch she, she wants me to look at. It. She's already seen it, but she wants me to look at it. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking and I said, how much was this? And, and th- back in the 70s, this watch cost $6,000. And my glasses. In the 70s. <laughs> yeah, in the 70s. My glasses fogged up. <laughs> <laughs> like that. And the, and I, I started the, and the sales lady said, what's up? And I said, I'm holding my car in my hand. <laughs> it's, it's funny how it's, uh, I was telling Rosie, in fact, I've got this jacket right here in, in, in my closet. When I when I graduated and I was teaching at the at my alma mater uh, as an in visiting instructor, I, they had this jacket that I at the Western Shore is blue, is leather sleeves and blue, navy blue, um, like a pea jacket body. Mm-hmm. I, I thought it was really sharp looking. And I looked at that thing for, I don't know, months. And finally, I brought my mom and my sister in there to show it to them. And they said, well, if you want it, why don't you buy it? And I was like, it's nearly $200. Mm-hmm. I've gone through three 
four times before that. And so I was reluctant to spend that kind of money on this coat. Mm-hmm. Now I've had it for 30 years and $200 is nothing in 30 years. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, so you, I, it's how you, it's your perception. That's what I was going to say with your, when you, when you added in, you said um, something about self-improvement is bullshit. It's, pers- it's perspective. It's, yeah. it, it's, it twists the way you see the world. And there's, there's just a few books that have done that for me. And there is um, um, Zen and Art of Motor. Zen and Art of Motorcycle Maintenance, I think that's the name of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one was one, and the other one was um, In Search of In Search of Man with Victor Frankel was another one. And both oh, of them were... Man's oh, Search man. for Meeting. Yeah, that's the one. That's the yeah. one. Sorry. Yeah. And I, was, I, I really need to go back and read um, Art of Motorcycle because it was such a mind-blowing book. I mean, I had epiphanies and all this stuff. I didn't even know what they were, but it was, it reorders. If you've ever been through one, it reorders the way that you look at the world. And it did. And, and so I, I think you've got to read those things so that you shift yourself out of the paradigm that you're in. Yeah. Although aren't you afraid that if you go back to it now with a new mindset, that it's like, why, why did this affect me so much? Oh, there's that. Yeah, there, there is that. But still, the other thing is what you remember is kind of like what you remember is is probably not what you what you you needed to know some stuff that you were not conscious of. He was talking mm-hmm. about at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, every every time for a long time, every time I would see. Um, a field of dream. I would see. I would see stuff that they put in there. Mm. That suddenly you realize what it, what they are, what what the message, the meta message is. Right. And um, so you pick up on things every, every single time you watch it again. There's something else because you, you're all the rest of you already know about that. But you're looking. Yep. If you're really, I don't want to use that word. If you're watching a tv show you've seen a hundred times are you watching it for something there's something new in it that you may pick up on especially yeah. especially once there there are some like lonesome doves probably one of those and um i haven't watched roots in a long time but i probably need i would like to watch that again you don't ever have the first mind like the first time you saw it but you have the educated mind after it yeah, so you, you do see, see more you of do, it. Yeah, you do see things. I mean, that's why that's why I watch. I, I used to watch movies multiple times like that. Especially if the film is good, they've packed multi. They've packed so much into it that you need to rewatch it again to see to see it again. To like to because there's things you miss. There's things yeah. people miss all the time. If the movie's well done, uh, then a lot of stuff is packed into it in that way so you said something strange you don't watch movies multiple times anymore not anymore no really no you You know why you know why why? too many (laughs) too many new things to watch (laughs) there's so much new stuff i want to watch and listen to and read that i have no time to go back to somebody lit lit your lifelong learning candle (laughs) Maybe it has fire to do with this age. mother up. 
Maybe huh? it has to do with age. maybe it has to do with age. I don't no, know. No, I don't know. I listen to so I listen to a lot of video, a lot of YouTube videos, and mm-hmm. obviously I, I I think you do too, because I I'm a I never I've tried and tried to be a fast reader, and speed reading all that stuff. I'm faster than I was when I started, but I am nowhere near you know four or five hundred words a minute, like somewhere maybe two three hundred yeah. words. Yeah. And uh, versus, you know, probably around 100, 150 words. So it's worth it. But I don't read that much anymore because I don't. I enjoyed listening to I enjoyed listening to it much more. Mm-hmm. Um, I do. I did audio books for a long time. In fact, um, now you can download the audio books that you can't afford from YouTube if you can find them. You know, oh, yeah. Find, so yep. and make an MP3 out of them, uh, which is what I do now. No, so I do every, I do everything. I read books. I listen to podcasts. I watch videos. I just like consume, consume, consume all the time. But then I also create, right? So I do my videos. Right. A, a lot of what happens is that a lot of the consumption that I do feeds into the stuff that I come up with. That's Well, that's what it's supposed to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the thing is, there's a lot of people who consume, 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 and they just don't create. There, so there's so that, that goes back to... The listserv days early on, the lurkers. I really hated lurkers. I, in yeah. fact, which is really funny because I'm the worst lurker now. There is. I mean, it's right. really bad. I become a, <laughs> come, except with the exception of Facebook. I'm a, I'm not too much of a lurker there, but I'm not a kind. Back then, I created a lot. Mm-hmm. I like I long post all that kind of stuff. Um, but what was I going to say about lurkers? They were, they, they, the, where I'm going is there's the sponge and the shark. Mm-hmm. And I use this for online dating too. Mm-hmm. Is the sponge, the sponge is sitting at the bottom of the sea as the nutrients float by and then it gets fed. Yeah. Okay. Well, the sarch, the, the shark is a little more active than that. They're cert, they're actually seeking their prey. Mm-hmm. And that's, it's a good metaphor is that do you want to be a sponge or a shark? Right. Do you want to wait passively for the rest of your life for something to come along or do you want to go out and get it? Isn't that the same uh, determinism versus free will argument? Mm. Because it's like, oh, you know, if you believe in determinism, then everything's just going to come your way. And with free will, you have to go out and get it. You're driving yourself. Yeah. Because I'm more of a, I'm way more of a determinist than a free will is at this point in my life. I I, I remember a friend of mine when we were going to church. He says, "I can't believe you're a Methodist." He said, "You're sitting in there." For, I said, "I'm getting the message of God." You know, I don't, I don't care. Um, <laughs> it Love doesn't. It. It, he said, you, "You don't believe believe in free will. If you did the scientific study, you wouldn't believe in it either." So that's right. It, free will doesn't exist it, to a point. It doesn't exist. <laughs> we just think it does. We do. We, we have the we, free will to think that we that it exists. So that's right. Just like we, just like we believe in truth. <laughs> well, you and I, believe, I, I have to have some kind of stable. Out. I mean, in my, uh, so I'm going through right now. I'm reading through the Bible. Um, this time, the first time I read through the Bible, it was like a st- historical sequence of events, right? Mm-hmm. So this one, this time, it's the the actual. Uh, liter- the actual um, uh, phrases and, and 
not, not commentary. There is it's not historical. It's the way it is. It's mm-hmm. Genesis to, through Revelation. So I'm picking up on some things that I didn't pick up on the first time because they didn't they didn't go into that much detail. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm in I think I'm in John right now, and I'm like, holy smokes, man! There's lots of stuff we don't know. <laughs> that I've never, I've never, my pastors never talk about this stuff. They talk about John three sixteen, but they forget about John, uh, John three fifteen, which was a little bit different, you know. Yeah, so, yeah. No, it's the same with all these holy books, though, isn't it? I mean, the, yeah. the Quran, the Talmud, they're all pick they're all choose. the same. It's totally pick and choose. Sure. So <laughs> you go back. So you go back and. But isn't the, is that what they intended when they wrote the damn things? No, no. They, they wrote them saying these. This is like the law. This is the way it is. Yep. This is the way it is. You got to take it as it is. You can't just pick and choose. You can't just go look through this and say, oh. I like this uh, verse, I like, but I don't like that one. I you like can't Job. Do I don't like Ruth. Exactly. You, know, so. you can't. You can't do that. That is not the point. So us doing that kind of stuff to these things, maybe that's maybe that's the reason why people are like uh, wanting to step back to the more more orthodox things. Maybe yeah. to, to go back, go back to more of the real. Because I mean, all these churches are empty. All these reformed churches where people are like, oh, everybody's welcome and blah blah are empty are empty but people are going back to the more more strict the stricter religions that's what you know people are saying you know islam is growing so fast well the reason why it's growing so fast is maybe it's because it has a strict set of rules right right so maybe what christianity needs maybe what you know judaism needs or whoever whatever else there is out there they need a stricter they need to go back to first principles and be more aligned with their original visions to get people to well, go back to go back to the faith yeah huh? and, and go back to the source yeah uh, and even though so um hmm, are you ready for another can of worms let's uh is this another rabbit hole i love rabbit yeah, holes. yeah let's go yeah, let's go so have you heard you know there's six i think we know that there's 64 books in the bible something like that mm-hmm. but there's a group of people who believe that after they get rid of the roman catholic church there will be 777 books of the bible what where mm-hmm. are those they've been Ooh. in the they've been in they're uh, locked up in the vatican or yep. something like that yep yep wow yep, yep. for decades for centuries really and, and i was telling my sister this is another one is the version i'm reading it says king james but it says that this is used by the permission of the crown in England. Mm. So King, well, James, King James was uh, he king. was, <laughs> but that was four hundred years ago or three hundred years ago. It's still, it's I mean, no copyright mm. uh, goes back to the crown. Please, there's something there's something hinky about that. I mean, mm. so, so there's this, another. How many books did you say there was? So there's, well, there's 64, I think there's 64. 64 and, books, so about 700 or 777. So. Other books or 77 yep. in total? 777 in total. 770, so of, so 777 minus 64 books are sitting somewhere in the bowels of the Vatican. Yep, yep, Not yep. to be released. So that's, yep. that's, that's a good rabbit hole. Never heard of that one. Never heard of that. I've, one. I've, I've started getting the on feeling me. that you send me out as the scouting, as the as the canary in the because <laughs> I have this, I have this 
I'm I'm curious. I, I mean, I know you're curious too, but I'm, oh, what is that? Yeah, it's like a, it's the next bright shiny object. No, yeah. I was uh, it's like last week. There are rabbit holes, and oh yeah, it's the next bright shiny object. I just don't want to go down that hole. And my my sister and I were talking about this. Um, I don't know where she is now. We haven't talked about it in a while, but um, I was telling us with with what they're saying. There's there's stuff that's supposed to come out that will really break the minds of like 99% of the population. Well, did you, of, didn't you you hear? World. That's happening this Saturday. Which didn't one you hear, is it? Didn't you hear September 24th? September 24th, apparently some big deal is going, going down. It's all over the news. It's all over everything. Somebody in Germany, some higher up in Germany said, you know, what's going to happen on the 24th of September is going to be so mind-blowing. You know, it'll change uh, yeah. everything forever. And apparently, you know, for some reason it went viral on TikTok. So everybody, like, there's all these people expecting something big to go down on Saturday. And then when they, so this is like the, the, the I guy, wonder what it is. I wouldn't try. It's probably a nothing burger. A it's, yeah, it's a nothing burger. If they put a date on it, unless they, I mean, unless there's a plan where we can go back and trace the plan, which, which means we get to be historian, archaeologist, yeah. to go back and look at this stuff. And you know, he's just, he's being a prophet. Mm-hmm. They have no, prophets have nothing to back it up. Yeah. Well, look at, look at all it. that stuff. And, oh, that's the other thing I want to tell you, is that on the Peter Thiel's uh, talk, he brought mm-hmm. up that book, Limits to Growth. Did you remember, did you, did you limits to growth it's no, the, go ahead. it's the manual apparently it's the manual of the world economic forum it is the whole this is what we need oh, to, really? do to save the planet and it was written in the 70s yeah and it, it inspired the cabal or at least that's what he's saying and i'm like oh that uh, looks interesting i want to go back and read that so i actually looked for it and it's hard to find i found i got it from the library library's coming it's it's coming through the library but apparently it, has, it includes everything that we talked about, like the reduced population, uh, you know, everything that the cabal stands for is in right. this obscure book. It's almost like their, you know, their Bible. So I want to I want to go back and read that and see what that's all about. Have you heard of this? I've heard. It. So I'm thinking, is that is this the one? What's this? The Carl, uh, the, the German guy. I can't think of his name right now. Uh, World Economic Forum. He's the he's the guy. What, Schwab? Schwab. Schwab. Yep, yep. Uh, I'm trying to remember the name of the book, but the book was written back in the 70s, and he's, I think they used it as the inspiration. He's He goes, from what I understand, he goes back to the, the 70s or 80s, and he wrote a book or part of his thesis or his math or his PhD or something. And the book, and this, and that's the book that brought him forward to be part of the World Economic Forum. Yeah. So the book was uh, ori- originally lit- written. There's a new one uh, called Limits to Growth, the 30-year update. But the first one was written in the 70s sometime by, uh, I can't even read the name of the author on this thing. But yeah, apparently it includes all of that junk that the cabal yeah. is interested in. But the, see, that, discuss the possibility from? of exponential economic and population growth of finite supply of resources studied by a computer simulation. 
Mm-hmm. So it's it's probably built on it's built in 19 it was written in 1972 it's probably built on false not false data but you know incorrect data poor Donella, assumptions, yeah. yeah poor assumptions so they're they're using this as the as the blueprint for where they want us to go that's why i wanted to read it to see uh oh, maybe this is like reading you know mein Kampf before for hitler so you know what direction they're planning on taking you mean like through. a road map yeah so maybe this is the roadmap that they're using. You know, it's kind of like it's kind of like what we said before. It's like they love to do this stuff in plain sight. They do. So that we so we can all go, oh my god, I can't believe this person they're doing this, and they're getting away with it. Because if you think about it, I mean, look at all the stuff that they're doing, and they're just getting away with. Look at the Hunter Biden stuff. Look at all the, you know, all the you know pedophilia stuff. All this stuff that they're doing on on the on the left side. It's like. Why isn't anybody being thrown in jail for any of this? Isn't it all against the law? But Probably still, it is. But yeah, see, but still, is, that's that's the power of the cabal. Yeah, because so, so some of it. Let me say, I'm not going to say that they're all members of the cabal. I can't imagine that they all are. Right. But what I what I'm going to say is they're protecting the smaller fish so that they because once these dominoes start falling, the big ones are going to be exposed. Yeah, you know, and that's that's kind of where um what's his name dave talks about next 22 is that as more and more like the game plan for what was his name um during or durham durham yeah the, yeah the the attorney there was not he was not trying to get the guy the um hillary clinton he wasn't going for a conviction what he was going and it makes sense to me what he was going for is to get some of this evidence authenticated mm. and it's authenticated when it's submitted into the court and embedded through a court process that's what i think is going on right. and i think you'll see more more like that again there i think there's a, what another trial coming up in next month pretty quick yeah but all this stuff is progressing so slowly i know but <laughs> but the, it, so we all like lightning <laughs> It's going to be like, no, it doesn't work that way. Yeah, but Even, by the time by the time we get anything uh, solid, everything will be like over. Yeah. What? Oh, you? <laughs> oh, you're a thrill seeker. You want the thrill? No, I want I want all this stuff to go away. Like you're saying, the wokeness is going to go away eventually. Yeah, yeah. But you know, when? Twenty years? Thirty years? I mean, it's taken it to what, 10, 20 years to get to this point. Remember political correctness? That was oh, yeah. what? That was when? 80s? Well, so it started, it, it started the 80s, late 80s and yeah. moved into the 90s. So what is that, 30, 40 years ago? So political yeah. correctness is sort of the, the great granddaddy of, of wokeism. Correct. Right? So it's gone from where, where it was to where we are today. I mean, is it going to take another 30 years to get back to where we were before? Or, or like just at least back to equality i don't understand i mean we're, we're, we're how long is it going to take for us to get there well so you're you're looking hmm. i just want to be able to live in a world where it's a little bit better than it well, is I think that's, what i'm what i'm told is when trump says when trump says the best is yet to come i do believe yep. that yeah, I'm not. I'm not quite bought into the Nasara Gasara thing, but um, surfing surfing Santa keeps finding examples 
where people's bills have been paid off or their debt has been uh, wiped off or, you know, it's, it's suddenly gone. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, they're, they're doing pilots or something like that. I mean, they got to figure out a way they're going to do it. They, to do it at a universal level, they've got to get all the, the um, variables hammered out. So they can just punch, punch the button and, you know, the system changes. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, some of this is, I think, was, didn't we talk about the MASH episode where they were changing their script? Did we talk about that? No, I don't think so. It doesn't sound familiar. There's an episode of MASH where they where they have red script and they're changing blue or vice versa, one or the other. Mm-hmm. And so Charles goes around, he's going to make a fortune off of buying up uh, all the worthless script, whatever color it is, and he'll own like a bunch of it and pay them actual greenbacks or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he'll he will have just a whole, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars script. Mm-hmm. If he can get on base on if he can get on mash 44 perimeter where they do the exchange because they have MPs that keep people on or off base. Right. So he doesn't make it. And the lesson there is is they when they do the change from from script from blue to red. Um, they have to enforce it, and it happens all within a very short amount of time. Mm-hmm. And it, so that kind of keeps me in the background that, you know, once again, they do stuff like this in the plain sight. This was like 40 years ago. Yeah, rough. 40, 50 years. Could be in the 70s, or not 50, but pretty close. Um, it's 40 years at least, somewhere in the, in the 80s which I really hate that the eighties are 40 years ago. Um, (laughs) Tell me about it. (laughs) uh, But anyway, it's when they, when they do big systemic changes, they have to do it all at one time. Mm -hmm. So that it, so that, that you take care of all the anomalies. Uh, Basically it says from this day, it's like a proclamation from this day, we're going to use red script. I mean, I mean, blue script. And red script, if you do not convert to blue script, you're stuck with it. Yeah. It's like like Confederate money. If you do not turn it into greenbacks, you will you're gonna be stuck with it. And yeah. that's what you know. So I, I kind of understand that as a as an implementer, it's gonna it's gonna happen lightning. I, I don't I don't I'm not even real sure that they'll say maybe a month, maybe I mean they, it won't be like a presidential campaign for a year. It'll it'll happen really quick. I think. Mm, you think so? I, I I think they'll do it like the the British do their the election. I think is like six weeks, and they elect a new one. Mm-hmm. Not a year long process of selecting a leader. I don't know. That's this is a multiple year long process. If yeah. You ask me. <laughs> I, what I think is is it's a cash transfer between the mm. political class to the media class. Yeah. That's what I think. Well, I mean, we were talking before about sort of corruption and cash and stuff like that, but there, there's so much of there's so much of that just happening. There's just so many people getting rich off of scams. I mean, they're scams. Like the whole uh, yeah, let's like I, I, uh, AOC. Let's see, she's been she started off as a as a bartender and then she became a congressman. She's a hundred and Ninety-eight thousand dollars a year, and she's now worth 
$23 million. Now, how yeah. did that happen? Exactly. Well, that happens to everybody in government. Yes, it does. So how, how does that happen? I mean, is it just is it just lobbyists paying them off? No, 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 no. It's like, let let me introduce. Let, let you want to make a little money. Let me <laughs> let me introduce you to my friend. It's boat selling. It's not mm. lobbyists. It's boat selling. I mm. think mm. it's more direct line. They're they're more entrepreneurial than you think. <laughs> what the uh, Congress? Yes, and senators yeah. too. Oh, if yeah. you if um. I, the way I, I'm trying to think of the movie, and I, I know I'm not going to pull it up. It's the way, it seemed like it was Fred Thompson in a in a movie where they were like the CEOs of the state. The senator, the senators have that much power that within the state they are like the, the CEOs of the state. Not, wow. We're not talking the governor, and so they think of the state as their business. Mm. And I'm trying to think of, I think it was Shooter with Mark Wahlberg. I think that's the one. And it's, it's, so it's, it, it's, it, it'd be a good one. It's, it, it's a good uh, corruption thing where the senator is trying to kill him, basically. And, and they can meet up on the mountaintop and he divulges all this kind of stuff he's doing. So it's, a, it's, you know, if, if you have you ever watched the conversation with Gene Hackman? No, is it good? Uh, oh yeah, okay. So it's like a seat. It's like a prequel to um, Will Smith and Gene Hackman doing Enemy of the State. Oh yeah. They, they, so you, if you've seen Enemy of the State, go back and watch the conversation. Mm. He, because he's the same character. I believe it's the exact same character. They just carried it forward twenty years. Mm-hmm. You talk about a paranoid paranoid. <laughs> <laughs> but we're not film. allowed. To, I, 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 I remember in uh, the 60s when, because I was, re, you know, I'm a big Star Trek fan. So right, right. I, I read these uh, biographies that they wrote of, of, of the writers and things like that. And I remember one of the things that they mentioned in there is that during the 60s, when they were trying to build a or envision a futuristic society mm-hmm. in on these planets that they were visiting that was going wrong, right? Is a dystopian society right. that they couldn't say it was a corporation. So they had a, a, there was a period of time where they 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 couldn't say bad things about a corporation because it was you know NBC was the broadcasting company right. and they couldn't talk poorly about corporations. So in the sixties, when they were trying to write these scripts, they said, okay, you can say that this planet is taken over by an evil government, but you can't say that the planet was taken over by an evil corporation. Right. So right. they had censored, they censored out saying, cause it was a pro-capitalist, right? You couldn't say that corporations were bad. I mean, this is sh- talking about a corporation. What are we talking about now? What is it that's bad? What is it that who who becomes the evil who becomes the evil? So corporations are bad. No, but but, corporations are corporations evil now. No, they're not. Right. Well, their agenda is. But are they saying most people are saying most people are like happy with corporations, right? I mean, they're not. Nobody's doing Occupy Wall Street anymore. They're like, oh yeah, yeah, Disney. Oh, that's because they got paid off. Oh, they got paid off, dude. (laughs) 
go out, go listen to Tim Pool um, back when he talks about that. Go, he, I haven't listened to him very much in a long time. Um, probably for eight or nine months, I haven't listened to him at all. Um, but go back and listen when he talks about being in Occupy uh, Wall Street. That's where mm-hmm. he was. Mm-hmm. That's how mm-hmm. he got his kind of got his start. Oh and yeah, he did. He did the Arab Spring too. Mm-hmm. He, so he went over to Egypt, I think, and when he was there, when that was going on. So mm. you know, he's he's more uh, he's more of a journalist than pretty much anybody I know, except maybe Laura Loom, not Laura Loomer. Um, what's the journalist I'm trying to think? Of? The one out of South Africa, who who's got the christian amampur no not her she's (laughs) she's not an she she might have been to start with but you talk about corruption she's there there's a good example oh yeah that Um, reminds me you're that reminds me did we figure out if cnn was going more right was leaning right again or neither of us probably checked it out right i know i i didn't check it out what i what i've seen what i've read across is well, Don Lemon getting demoted to the morning, that's a big thing. Right. And if you take them one of their, their so-called stars and stick them in there to talk about recipes <laughs> and plants. <laughs> I, per- I never watched him. I, I mean, I'd see the clip mm. of him. And I'm like, really? That guy's a star. He's not sharp. He's, you know, anyway, anyway, I do believe it's, but I haven't seen what they're doing to replace it. That's see, that's the key. It's not what they did to him; it's who they putting on the air. Mm. And so yeah. we probably need to take some time and and go take a look at it and see what what changes have actually happened. Because, because if that's it, if that's the case, then that's a harbinger of everything going that way. I mean, because right. if you think about it globally, I, I was talking about this last night. Is that they just elected a more right wing party in Sweden. Mm-hmm. which is more anti-immigration. Uh, Italy, the Italian, the party in Italy is heading for, I think they have an election on Sunday and they're heading for, their right wing is heading for a win there as well. Also an anti-immigration party. I mean, Macron and Le Pen, Le Pen's been always like, nipping at his heels, but you right. know, because they probably use Dominion voting machines, that's why Macron keeps winning. So we're seeing we're seeing things swing back the other way, you know, globally, right? So do you think we're going to actually see them swing back the other way here too, or oh, are yeah. we are we screwed because you know they own the well, voting machines? It'll be interesting. So we're only when is it? We're only about six weeks out from the first market right. uh, to see what's going to actually happen because there the I've seen narratives like little things like. Oh, the, the people are being disaffected, and they're they're not going to vote red. They're going to vote, vote blue because they don't like the way the red is, and all this kind of stuff. Right? Like, yeah, I've heard a lot. I've seen I, a lot of stories I've like that. I've heard it, but I have not seen it within the community. It's yeah. coming. This is coming from what I understand is coming from the out in, and it's it's like uh, you're starting. If you listen to Dave yesterday, he was talking about. Q, Trump is now kind of putting out Q, that he was cute. Oh yeah, he's playing plus. like he's starting playing he's like putting where out we there. go and what when we go all yeah all that kind of the stuff. background and and the gathering storm and all that stuff. It's like teasing people. He's he's <laughs> he's like the worst. He's like the mo- most troll 
what am I trying to say? The greatest troll of all times. Yeah. I, I think that would, that would probably, because he, he throws his stuff out there like bait. And these people, snap, they might as well be piranhas. They, you throw a little drop of blood in the water, and here they come. Yeah, Damn. yeah, yeah. Oh! <laughs> it's because, why do they find him so endlessly fascinating? That's the thing. I mean, he makes himself fascinating. I totally understand that. I can see that. But he's also, they're also living rent-free in his, he's living rent-free in their heads. Oh, he is. It's like, uh, he's... I, I, I love the fact that he goes out and plays, you know, Mar-a-Lago, he's playing golf or something. He yeah. doesn't even, for two, three weeks, he doesn't even go back home to take a look at what they did to his house. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's like, ain't no big deal. They didn't get what they wanted. Yeah. And yeah. so the other, the, the other one I like, I don't know if Dave told me that, told us this, is how many of those documents to, you know, that raid that they happened with, what, 75 of his associates within the last couple of weeks? Yeah. Yep. Or something, something, some number like that. I'm not sure what the exact number is, 37 yep. or 75, something like that. Yeah. They wanted to know how many of those documents that he had were sent to those people because they're declassified. Mm -hmm. If they're declassified, then they're sitting there with all these documents and the FBI rate them. And they got all these documents they have to deal with and they have to book it into evidence and all, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> so, did you hear about that the, the, uh, on, uh, on the Donald you know, people were posting sad pepes and going, when you hear that all of Trump's, uh, you know, confidants got raided, but you didn't. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I missed that. I'm, I'm sure it's there, but I probably missed it. It's like, oh, one. obviously, you know, I'm not important enough. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I don't have enough stroke. So <laughs> I'm, I'm well aware of how how minuscule my impact on the universe is. It's really, really, really atom is it's smaller than an atom. Yeah, the universe doesn't give a shit about you, right? No. Isn't that right? And, and I I I won't say I don't give a shit about it, but um, I know that my that this is this is uh, what did Rose tell me? She said, I'm really surprised about how laid back you are. Mm -hmm. And I'm like yeah, well, you can't you can't control me. That's you can't and you cannot manipulate me into doing it. I'm aware when people manipulate me. Mm -hmm. Most of the time, I'm I'm aware that they want me to do something that I may or may not want to do. And it's it's much better for them to say, "Will you do this?" and let me say yes or no. Then yeah, you know, can we do? This? And Rose asked me this all. Can we get whatever? And I said, "Well, yes, we can get anything you want." Do you need what? If, if, so it's a constant combat range. You're a debater. Well, yes, I'm a debater because you're not always right. <laughs> and well, and I exactly. personally believe the debate makes for a better solution. Right? It's, you know, oh yeah, because you, you can come up. You can come. You you know you bring all these all these options out. I I got one real quick. I know we're running out of time. So. Mm -hmm. I've been wanting, um, Rose wants me to play a game called Mexican Train, which I introduced you to. I didn't know it. I forgot about it. Anyway, she, her, her family plays this all the time. I knew they played games. She likes Scrabble. Mm -hmm. And I'm not, I'm, I suck at Scrabble. And she's a shark. So I'm like, I'm not, I'm, I don't want to play Scrabble and lose all the time. So I, what I did is before I came here, I went and bought some, some Madden football. So that when she wants me to play Scrabble, her, she's got to trade off and play Madden football with me. 
<laughs> and 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 I've been honest. I've I've got I've never put the disc in the unit. And so I, I, I do not know how to play it. So we're going to start from disc zero, except I played video games before. That's well, right. So I you know what you're doing. You know what you're doing. So I, I introduced her to three, 3D match. Have you seen this thing? 3D match? Yeah. No. So it's a, it's a, so like a uh, mobile it's game. A, yeah. It's a mobile game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it throws a ton of, of gifts or, or JPEGs at you. And you sort, you pair them up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I've seen an ad for one of those. I haven't actually man, played it. Man, so it's a bit, it's a bit like a, three, a match three game, but yeah, it's match three scattered. Games is what it's called. Yeah, yeah. And so you get this this big old pile of thing, and you have to pull them all out. So I got Rose hooked on this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there was one. There was one with like a mystery theme that they were advertising in the in oh, really? some game, like something mansion or like it was like a grandma and she's like got a, a mysterious past and and stuff like that. And and you, if you want to explore uh, the mansion, you have to yeah, yeah, yeah. you know pick up the pieces and put them together and stuff like that. I mean, it's like yeah, it looks interesting, but I, I I'm not really. I mean, my wife got into Words with Friends because she's a huge Scrabble player and right and. Uh, we did Wordle for a while, but after a while, it just kind of gets. Eh. I, I don't seem like I, I don't feel like I'm learning anything, right? Anything. That's why. That's why I got all these books, man. I got to get through them. <laughs> well, I, I'm I'm a different. You have to. So you may not be learning anything new, but you're what what most people were. My kid plays video games, and then and I said, mm-hmm. And then they'll tell me that they can't, he gets bored. I said, that is not true mm-hmm. because in video games, there's something called when you're trying to level up and you're doing the grind, yep. you're just, you're just grinding it out. That's you're, right. You're doing the same thing over and over and over to get mm-hmm. that level point. So I know that they, if they, if they're telling you they're bored, and you don't, and they're bored all the time. They're not if they're playing video games because yeah. they know how to manage it. Exactly. So. Exactly. All right, sir. We're I got to jump. Out of time. Okay. <laughs> I will see you next week. Yep. Talk to you later. All Thanks. right, Chris. Bye. Bye. To be continued on the next episode of Oddly Incorrect.